Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Q&A session of Coach's Corner. It's been a while since I've answered listener questions, so I wanted to dive back into those today. And if you want me to answer your question on the air, you can email assist at christinehassler.com and we'll add it to the queue. And if you want to get coached actually on the air, also indicate that in your email to Sarah, my amazing assistant, and we'll put you in the line for that as well. There's quite a long wait list. If you go to the scheduling link, you'll see that there's not a lot of times open. They fill up really, really fast, but I'm trying to get as many people on as soon as I can. And also always remember that Inner Circle, my membership community is open at any time, christinehassler.com slash Inner Circle. And as part of Inner Circle, you get access to a group coaching call where you can get one one-on-one coaching from me. And pretty much everybody that calls in on those calls gets access to one-on-one coaching. So that's another way to join the community and get support. And again, that's christinehassler.com slash inner circle. Questions about that? You can email jill at christinehassler.com. All righty. So let's dive into these questions. Question number one is from Melinda. I'm trying to understand the mirror aspect of relationships. I've been separated for a year, soon to be divorced. Everyone who knew my ex-husband and I thought that we were the most in love couple. After 17 years of marriage and 22 years together, he had a midlife crisis and started cheating. I don't fault him for everything, but I am trying to figure out the lesson. My question is, how do you figure out what's reflecting back to you? What's the lesson? It does not have to be my situation, but I listen to your podcast and you talk about this a lot. So I want to know, hope this isn't too stupid of a question. Melinda, first, I am so sorry that you are going through this and that you have to deal with the painful feelings that come along with cheating and a divorce. I hope that you're getting a lot of support. I hope perhaps you're working with a counselor or a coach, perhaps pick up expectation hangover. I wrote that after my divorce and really give yourself time to grieve and heal from this. So you asked about the mirror aspect of relationship, and I'm guessing here you're talking about projection in that things that bother us in another are reflecting back to us things inside ourselves. So in this case, there was a betrayal. There was dishonesty. So in terms of what this is reflecting back to you, I encourage you to look at where you betray yourself or where you're dishonest with yourself. For example, how do you go against what you really want? How often do you say yes when you mean no? How often do you put on a mask or people please rather than speak your truth? Doing any of those things in essence is cheating on yourself. It's betraying yourself. It's being dishonest with yourself by not honoring your own truth. So what the mirror could be is his betrayal, his cheating, his dishonesty could be reflecting back to you how you are that way inside yourself with yourself. That's one side of it. Another possibility here in terms of lessons is to look at where you felt betrayed by another in the past. Have you been cheated on in the past or did one of your parents cheat or were they dishonest in any way? You may still be carrying old wounds and limiting beliefs that contributed to this situation happening again so you could heal and learn. So speaking of lessons, my guess is that a big one for you is around self-worth. Even the last two sentences in your question, my love, reveal to me that there is some room to up your feelings of worthiness. You said, it doesn't have to be my situation. 
And I hope this isn't too stupid of a question. So first you kind of demoted yourself that I didn't have to talk specifically about your situation when you're so worthy of having the individual advice pointed at you. And then you said, hope this isn't too stupid of a question, which means you're judging yourself in some way. And I'm not saying this in any way to criticize you. I'm saying this to illuminate to you that the self-doubt and the lack of self-worth could be creeping in in various aspects of your life. And I want you to know you are worthy. You're worthy of having your question answered. You're worthy of asking whatever you want without feeling like it's stupid. You do not need to be so hard on yourself. So Melinda, do your best not to take this betrayal and this divorce personally. Learn from it. Don't make it continue to amplify a story around not being enough or not being worthy or being stupid in some way. Be willing and able to look at your side of this in any way you played a role. I am not saying that his midlife crisis or cheating is your fault, but I also want to really support you in getting out of any kind of victim place by not taking it personally. Leverage this opportunity. Be a better partner to yourself and stop betraying you. Question number two is from Alana. Dear Christine, how do you overcome a superstition? I'm not religious, but I believe in a higher being, but I tend to be very superstitious. Astrology, Zodiac, fortune telling, I suck them all up. About 10 years ago, my mom went to a fortune teller who announced that I will never be in a relationship. And if I do, I will always be the third party, the mistress, the one who's meant to be kept a secret. In my early twenties, I became infatuated with a guy who was in a long distance relationship with someone else. We of course did not work out, but I started to feel the fortune teller was correct. Subsequently, I've never gotten into any relationship. There have been some guys since then, but the ones I was interested in were either attached or married. All this seems to prove that the fortune teller was indeed right. His fortune became a nagging voice in the back of my head. It got to the point that if someone was ever interested in me, I'd think it's useless I'll only stop you from getting together with your real love. Intellectually, I know that we become the stories we tell ourselves. If this is a story I tell, I could easily wipe it away. But now it's a story being told by a higher being. What if it's true? All the evidence I've collected so far proves that it is true. Sometimes I consider going into relationships just to break the spell, but I want to follow my heart too. To make matters worse, my mother returned to the same fortune teller a few years ago and he told her the same thing about me. I know I'm giving it too much power to a man who I label as a higher being, but I can't seem to get rid of this superstition. What can I do? How can I escape my fate? Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. I forgive myself for judging this fortune teller. Oy vey. Alana, take your power back. Take your power back. This person is not your God. You are calling him a higher being, but if he is still in human form, he is no higher than you. From my point of view, this has become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You were told something at an impressionable age, and now you're believing it's true. And so you're just creating it with your fear. Listen, I am not the expert on psychics, but I did get some helpful information from one of my teachers once, and that is to be very careful, very careful with seeking out psychics and fortune tellers because we never know what realm they're reading from. It's been explained to me that there are many realms of psychic information and not 
all of them are from the highest, purest level. And by realms, I mean like different levels, different layers. So often a so-called psychic is picking up on a lower realm or layer where our fears reside rather than truly seeing the truth. So in this case, he might've been picking up on one of your mom's fears or concerns and then later yours. Look, I do not know for sure what your fate is, and I do not want to further reinforce your tendency to look to others for information about you by making myself the voice of authority. What I do want to encourage you is to take your power back. This is not about being superstitious. This is about letting someone else program a belief inside of you. We can always shift our destiny. We can always shift our fate by shifting what we believe and changing what we're attracting. You decide what your life will be like. You can attract what you want in your life by shifting your beliefs. You create your fate. You are not a victim of it. Please do not let anyone else tell you what your destiny is. That is 100% up to you. Now, all that said, do I believe in seeking out psychics and astrologers? Eh, I don't know. It really depends. Everyone listening, you want to make sure that they are incredibly well vetted and that they're truly coming from a place of love. There are definitely people with incredible gifts that transcend what a lot of us have access to consciously. I'm fortunate to have worked with some of those people, but they always bring me back to my own intuition, listening to what feels right for me and never leave me in a place of fear or superstition. So Alana, this was not the teller of your fortune. You are the creator of your destiny. Let this go. Forgive yourself for ever buying into the misunderstanding that any of it was true. Write out a new vision for your life. Write out the new story. Record it on the voice memo on your phone. Listen to it every day and program your mind with your own beliefs. Let your vision, your inner knowing become your fortune teller. All right. Oh, didn't have an opinion about that one at all. <laughs> Question three. This will be a quick one from Jackie. Dear Christine, I'm engaged to a man I have been with for five years. I'm oversensitive and he is a police officer who is abrasive and at times mean. I've left him many times over the years, but get sucked back in by his promises. I love him and we do have some good times, but my gut tells me to run. Here's my advice, Jackie. Run! Listen to your gut! There's nothing more I can say. You already know. Maybe you just emailed in this question so that someone could confirm this for you. But don't just run away from him. Run to some form of help. Run to a coach or a counselor or a personal development workshop or something that will help you get to the core of why you're attracting a relationship like this and why you keep getting sucked back in by false promises. Like, what is it inside of you that thinks you're not worthy of love? What is it inside of you that keeps going back to an abrasive and mean person? So listen to your gut, run away, but run toward a support system. Run toward something that will help you truly step in to your worth. And my last question, dear Christine, my question or request for clarity and advice is about relationships. In all of my relationships, dating back to my very first one at age 15, I tend to pick a person as a threat. This could be someone in my life or a significant others that I have determined is going to take my significant other away from me. I obsess, get jealous, become suspicious, and read into everything to create a story that supports my belief. 
I'm now in a healthy relationship. There's no infidelity and she's present and aware as am I, but I'm still recreating and bringing my past drama into this relationship. There's a new friend who I've pinned as the one who will take my partner away from me. And it's not true. How do I get over this? Courtney. Well, it seems like worthiness is a theme in these questions and it could be for you too, Courtney. I encourage you to really look at what you believe about your own lovability. The fact that you have a pattern of seeing someone else as a threat to your relationship indicates that you judge yourself as less than in some way that someone better than you is going to come along and steal your person. Here's the thing, truly looking at how low your self-worth is and how on a deep level you feel unlovable or discardable could feel really scary and painful, which is why you may be distracting yourself with this pattern of jealousy and obsession. And obviously jealousy and obsession doesn't feel good either, but it may feel easier for you to navigate than the pain that may be tied to this pattern. So what happened that once made you feel unlovable, undesirable, discardable, less than in some way, were you left out of something? Did the parent leave? Did something or someone feel taken away from you? This is not a random jealousy or obsession. It's tied to something. So do the work to really get to the core of what that is. So you don't have to be tortured by this. And so they don't have to sabotage another relationship. When you can truly be honest and compassionate with yourself and get to the core of what's perpetuating this pattern, you'll no longer have to suffer with this very limiting and sabotaging belief that your partner is going to be taken away from you or that anyone is a threat. So go back and do some work around this instead of obsessing about the threat and using all your mental energy to invest in that jealousy and that fear, get to the core of this. Also, keep in mind your partner doesn't belong to you. Love is not about possession. That's not where true safety in a relationship comes from. It comes from intimacy. It comes from taking off masks and really allowing ourselves to be seen. Are you scared to be seen? Are you scared to truly let down your walls in the relationship and let love in? The more you do that, the more safe you'll feel in the relationship and you won't feel this need to possess your partner. And just a reminder, right here, right now, you are totally lovable and deserving of love. Go be a great partner to yourself first. Get to the core of why you're suffering in this way. And then you won't have to obsess about what could be a threat to love because you'll be safe with intimacy. You'll feel safe in your partnership you'll know that love is not about possessing another. All right, everybody. Thank you for your questions. Again, if you want me to answer or you have any feedback for the show, assist at christinehassler.com is the place to reach us. I am sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Bye, everybody. 